Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the B Movies Show. I am your host, B. Today we have a very special guest who's been here now for four weeks in a row, and her name is Alina. We will be talking about the movie Cimarron, which is the third, the fourth winner of the Best Picture Award at the Oscars. The fourth Academy Awards, 1932, took place at the Saladoro in the Biltmore Hotel on Tuesday, November 10, 1931, honoring movies released from August 1, 1930 to July 31, 1931. Cimarron was released on February 9, 1931, and has a 46% score on Rotten Tomatoes. I was not sure what to expect about this movie since I hadn't seen the score before today. After watching Cimarron, would you say it deserves this low score? Um, I would say so. I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Um, how did you feel about it? I felt not so great about it. I did not enjoy watching it that much. In fact, I would pause constantly because I wasn't enjoying it. It was most of the movie was confusing and it didn't seem it seemed that it was very it was not very interesting in my opinion. Um especially because because I felt that it was just a whole bunch of the same thing and it was too slow in my opinion. I don't know. What do you think? I mean... The only interesting part for me was seeing how the expansion process was to the West. Mm -hmm. uh, we see like how they had like th these like races where they would take off in their in their wagons and to race to like to go settle on new lands. And then how when the beginning like of the of the settlement of these lands, it was like kind of rough. There was like a lot of like. Uh, there was there there was hardly like any settlement, and then slowly like throughout the movie, you kind of see like more buildings starting to show up. It starts to get more uh, inhabited, and and throughout the process, throughout the whole movie, you get to see it turn from like from a barren land to a whole a whole city, which I thought was pretty interesting. But the main storyline, like with the woman and the man and their children, I. Or the, even the side characters, I didn't really, I didn't really, I don't know, I, I, I didn't really enjoy the characters. Yeah, I definitely didn't connect with any of the characters. I don't even remember any of their names. What about you? <laughs> I just remember, I think it was, it's, uh, oh no, never mind, I don't even remember. Yeah, um, I don't... Oh, the, well, the Cimarron, there you go, it was the sun. But that's only because it's the, it's the title of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Kind of like how Kim Kardashian and 
uh, Kanye West named their kid uh, Chicago. Um, it just seems that way. I, I would not, I mean, why would anyone name their child after a settlement or a city or a town or anything that, unless the town was like an actual name, which is not very many. So, so I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I mean, yeah, I would, I just, I, I wouldn't understand why anyone would name their child that way. But I digress. So I felt that the only interesting part was, yeah, seeing how like the time changes and we know that we didn't always have this. We weren't always a city. Like, we weren't, yeah, we weren't always a city. Like he's everywhere. Like we build up from nothing, right? So it's like it's interesting seeing that and I felt that I really liked how it kind of seemed that it kind of seemed that it kind of had a little a little feminist touch in it because I felt like the um, well, the main character is uh, the woman who, whose name I don't remember, and she becomes this just this housewife in the beginning, who's always like, like I want to go with my husband. I, I I need to be with him. I love him. This and that. I need to listen to what he says and. And whatever he wants goes to the end where she becomes a congresswoman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in the beginning, she's like very dependent on her husband. She's like always following him, doing whatever he says. And yeah, and then like she, she's willing to face, she's basically willing to follow him to the end of the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then like that was at the beginning. And then towards the end, well, kind of yeah yeah towards the end like the husband's like nah like once they're already like fully settled into like a really nice house the husband's like nah I kind of want to go explore I want to go see what's beyond and the wife is like no we already settled here we we have our children why would we I don't want to move and so then the husband just packs up some packs up uh, packs up and leaves her by herself with her children and maybe he would like I don't know how many I think it like months would pass, and then he would return. Uh, and then and I think they owned what was it? A uh, company. Oh yes, like a newspaper. Yes, the newspaper. Uh, but it was it was under his name, I believe. Yeah. And but like while he was gone, she would like take care of everything. Um, and then he still took credit for it. Uh, but then slowly she like throughout in the time that he was gone he, she would like work herself up to like become an important independent person who made a name for herself mm-hmm. uh, I really like that it reminds me of Derek Shepard and Meredith Grey how in the show Grey's Anatomy we talked about this in a, in an episode from 
my other show that was canceled. I can't. So I was talking about how Grey's Anatomy did. Did I? Did you hear that part? When did I cut off? Uh, Derek Shepard and Meredith Grey from Grey's Anatomy. Did I mention about my other show? No. Okay. Well, we mentioned Grey's Anatomy and my other show that I canceled. I cut it. Okay. I made the decision to cut my show. <laughs> and um, and this is a spinoff, as we all know. And anyway, um, we talked about Grey's Anatomy. And remember how Derek Shepard um, basically only gave himself credit when Meredith helped him out a lot. Right, do you remember that? Yeah, during the, um, uh, what's it called? The, what was he trying to do? <laughs> I, I, I completely forgot. I completely <laughs> forgot the name for it. But basically, she did all the work, or not all the work, but they were basically partners in this, but he only gave himself credit. So obviously, understandable, Meredith was furious because, or not, she wasn't furious, she was just upset, right? But you, you just don't, you simply don't do that, okay? Now I'm wondering, why did she stay with him after that whole thing? I'm like now remembering, like, what happened? What, did he finally do the right thing in the end or no? I think he did. Because if not, I'd be like, I'm dumping, you know, like, no one's good enough for that anyway, to deal with that. But anyway, um, not even Derek Shepard. But anyway, like, yeah, it just kind of reminded me of this whole scenario about the woman who's like doing so much work and then she basically gets no recognition. And then like, oh, because I'm the one, because I am the only one that. Has my to put, have my name on it, and in fact, he even made a comment that was so rude that I kind of forgot it. But it felt so, it felt like an attack. Like she was like, I'm not, I, like I thought she should have just dumped his ass after that because literally you do not do that. But anyway, um, well, they had kids together. So I guess it complicates things. But then again, I mean, and also it was the old times. You know, some people say, how can the divorce rate is so high? People cannot, like, before people would have, like, 50 years of marriage, 60 years of marriage. What's happening now? Our youth is all ruined. Well, back then, back then, how was it? Nothing was dependent on the marriage. Exactly. <laughs> Like, she didn't have a credit card. She didn't have a job. She had kids. Basically, he beat her. Like, in certain scenarios, like, so many bad things happen. There was no good thing to stay. And then people are saying, why is the divorce rate so high? It's because people are now less tolerant of you males who think you're all high and mighty. That's why. <laughs> But yeah, um, like, um, okay. 
so basically, I didn't really like the movie. That's it, right? What about you? Did you like it? Did you dislike it? What? I wouldn't say that, like, I particularly enjoyed it. That you particularly what? I didn't really enjoy it. Um, but there were those small scenes or, like, I guess, like, points, like, how we were discussing that, like, the one became independent and, like, the same, the process of, like, the settlement. Um, like, that, those, those things I did enjoy. But what I, I think what contributes more to, like, me not enjoying it is that, like, there's an issue with, uh, while we're watching it, there's no subtitles, unfortunately. And so we, we completely miss out on, like, most of the conversations between the characters. So it's, like, most of them we were trying to, like, uh, try to piece together what's going on. Mm-hmm. Just based on what I was able to understand and comprehend I wasn't really enjoying it <laughs> yeah unfortunately the no subtitles thing I always have subtitles and everything I watch mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I just I need them especially because sometimes sometimes they talk too fast sometimes they talk too quietly sometimes like you could miss talk things to each other. <laughs> huh Sometimes they even talk over each other and you like don't oh, know yeah. who to listen to. Exactly. So you those things add up. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like small one small thing upon another upon another. And something I wanted to address after the fact that we that remember how she became a congresswoman. Uh, And in the movie, she was, like, the first congresswoman ever. And today marks a very special day. This uh, episode will be uploaded on the 22nd. But today is the 20th, the day that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris um, were inaugurated. And now we have our first female vice president in the United States. Of America. And just watching it and like remembering like the scene from Cimarron and then watching the, the inauguration going on, it just it feels so good. Right? Like it's like it feels even like it's been it's been over two hundred years in the making. Like yeah. I mean, 70, 1776, when this country began, um, all the, every every single position of power was by who? Men. Men. White men, men in fact. Exactly. And now we have our most diverse, um, I don't know what you would call it, like cabinet? like the most racially diverse cabinet in the history of the United States. And we have our first our first woman and our first woman of color, first woman South Asian, first woman uh, African-American, uh, vice president. And wow, we've come a long way, haven't we? Yes, today is a very historic historical day. 
definitely it feels well well just basically we can do anything we put our minds to right Exactly. and hopefully sooner than or like soon like soon as soon as possible we can have our first female president oh and also on top of that we have our first second gentleman who's who's like um He's obviously very supportive and uh, props to him as well because it it really like like I think sometimes like you know some people think the man is supposed to be more powerful the man is supposed to be the breadwinner The man is supposed to is supposed to provide and and then and then like people are still in these ancient mentalities, and now we have um a, like a woman who's obviously who obviously has a higher position than her husband, and and then now we have our first second gentleman and we've always had like second ladies and first ladies who like are you know the right they're they're. They're important, but they're not the, they're not the, you know, they're not the man or the woman. You get, you get what I mean? Like yes. Kamala Harris is the woman. She's the, she's the one with the position of power. He's the one who, who like um, accompanies her, who motivates her and this and that because she has the job she has the job and it's it's just amazing it, it's such a good feeling oh okay and then also other women like Ruth Bader RBG RBG she I mean if she were here this would be such a a huge moment for her too and I mean we're honoring her in that way right yeah she would be very very proud <laughs> especially because she also led the way for other women as well and just I, I, I liked that part of the movie and it's like it, even though like overall it, it was Very, it was it was not very interesting, but it definitely had some relevant uh, parts and themes that we we still that we experience it today. But we are also tumbling it down every day. We're fighting it every day. Um, and we've made so much progress today. So, so yeah. And to close it off, I don't know what. I don't know how to close it off. Um, Should I read some reviews? Yeah. Okay. So here's this rotten one. It is somehow a little disappointing that the film, which opens with a rush for the land in Oklahoma, should end with a luncheon party and after luncheon speeches at the Ritz Carlton or some such hotel. That's not very. That's not. That's not at all the point. No. 
like, I don't. Wow, you're paying attention to the luncheon party? Oh my god. Okay, anyway. For two hours, the film runs on. Not a foot of it can be cut. From the opening land rush sequence to the final fade-out on Yancey's statue immortalizing in bronze, the living flesh and blood, Zimmeron holds us. Okay, that was a positive one, but I didn't really get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, so we can close it, close it off right now. Um, okay, uh, and this was me... I should write down uh, closing because the opening so perfect, but then the closing's all top, top up. Okay, so okay, this is this was me be signing off with my very special guest. Lina. Signing off. Okay. Uh, bye, everyone, and see you next week. Okay. Goodbye. Hello. <laughs> bye. Yes. We'll say bye too. Okay. Bye, everyone.